Let's get started with this year's Shir, Parshas Masay, Tavshin Ayin Aleph. Again, broadcasting here from Wordsboro, New York, Cam Kaley, and this year's Shir, Parshas Masay. Okay, start off with a Kliyakar, who gets the ball rolling on the second Pasuk of the Parsha. Elu Masay B'nei Yisrael, the last Parsha in Sefer by Midbar, as we finish off this section of the Torah. These are the Masos, these are the travels of B'nei Yisrael. We discussed in the past why are all the Masos written. I think we discussed that last year. But these are the travels that Beneso went through. With Moshe and Aaron's help. Pasuk Beis. Vayichtov Moshe ehem lemas ehem apiashem. Moshe wrote down the places where Beneso went out from. Motzahem lemas ehem, according to their travels. Apiashem, according to what Hashem told them to do. And these are the travels according to where they went out from. And the Torah then goes on to list all of the places where they traveled. Ask the Klayakar, how, how are we supposed to understand Pasuk base? There are two phrases. Why are there two phrases? And why are they opposite from each other? And why does one of them have an extra phrase? In other words, first the Pazik says, and then the Pazik says, just the opposite. Question one. Ask the Klayakar in source number one. Below the number, question one. Question two. The first one has an Apiashem next to it. And the second one doesn't. And finally, why uh, is it repeated at all? Why do you have two phrases? Why are the two phrases opposite from each other? And why does the first one have an apiashem? Says the Klayakar in his classic style, three approaches. Three drushes, one of the great darshanim in our history. The Klayakar was Shlomo Ephraim Lenchitz from Prague. So here is a Klayakar, three pshatim. Let me explain it in three ways. Ha'echad first first one. Shebemiksas mosos halchu lifnim ubemiksasam nazor achor. Most of the travels that Bnei Yisrael did, they went forward. Once in a while, Chazal tell us they went backwards. Then they learned that from Sukkim that they were they were in the same place later on. Kimitchila vayashuvu vayachanu lifnei piachiros. Originally, all the way back in Sefer Shmos, they encamped at piachiros. Pirish Rashi shahalchu laachorehem l'tzad Mitzrayim. They went backwards. And also in Parsha's Dvarim, next week's Parsha, Vanefen Vanisa Hamidbara should be. Pirish Rashi, Lefisha Kilkulu, Hafchulitzad Amidbar. And in Akev, Rashi quotes, Nimsa line 7, Sherov Hamasos Hashaholchu Bahem Lifnim, Alalachar. Most they went straight. And those that they went straight were, Vahayu Al Piyashem. Those are called Nikru Motsahem Lamasahem. That's the first phrase. Motsahem Lamasahem. From where they went out from to where they're going to. And those were Apiashem. Kihafru Panayam in a Makomasha Yatsumisham. They went, they've turned their faces from the place where they went out from. Shanikra Motsahem. Upanayam El Masahem Asherhayulifnehem. And they went toward the place where they were going to, which was in front of them. And that was Apiashem, exactly what they were supposed to do. But those places where they went backwards because they sinned, those were not 
And that's why the phrase is backwards. Masehem lo motzoehem. They went to from where they came to back to where they came from. Shachazru v'nasu lo makom sheyatzamisham shenikra motzoehem ki afru pneihem litzad mitzrayim. So answer number one is it's two different types of travels. It's travels forwards and travels backwards. Travels forwards were all piyashem. That's what was supposed to happen. Travels backwards was not all piyashem, and hence we have the difference in phrase. Answer one is different travels. Answer two, different people. Hapirish Hasheni who line twelve. Kishinadakdeik Maushanemar. If you look in the next Pasik, Pasik Gimel, Vayisumi Ramses, they traveled from Ramses. There is no name given to who traveled, and they traveled. Follow his Bene Yisrael. Doesn't say Bene Yisrael. But then it says later on, Vayisu Bene Yisrael me Ramses in Pasik hey. So why does the first, why does some Sukkim have B'nai Yisrael and some don't have B'nai Yisrael? Or, the ode, Ksiv Hacha, it says here, Mi Macharas HaPesach Yatsu B'nai Yisrael. It says that on the net, Pazah Gimel, on the day, morning of Pesach, Mi Macharas HaPesach, B'nai Yisrael went out of Mitzrayim, B'yad Ramah, Le'eni Kol Mitzrayim, they went out in broad daylight. U'bamakam Acher Omer, and later on in Dvarim, Hotziach HaShem Mitzrayim, Layla. They went out during the night. So we discussed in the past one answer to this question. But says the Klayakar, Vadai, Shoha Erev Rav Halchu Balayla Bricha. It was the Erev Rav. It was the group of Egyptians that came along with the Jews that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wasn't interested in. Medrashim say that Moshe Rabbeinu took them. And Rashi says throughout his commentary on the Torah, it was the Erev Rav, it was the Erev Rav, it Parshish Kisi said by the Ekel, it was the Erev Rav. Says the Klayakar, whenever it does not say B'nai Yisrael, it means the Erev Rav. Sometimes it says the Am. Va'aleim ne'mar, va'yukad l'melech Mizraim ki v'aracha Am. Line 16. It was told to Paro that they ran. Bo'reach lo ne'mar ela barach. Doesn't say that they were running. They ran. Shekfar barach miyad b'tseisam velo yolo yistak al Yisrael. That can't be said about the, most of the Jewish people. Sharei halchu biyad ramah. That's not called running away. They went out with an out with a with an upper hand, slowly, proud. Elavadai shal ha'erev rav hu galo shenikra b'shem am. Am is always reference to the erev rav. Avo Yisrael halchu b'yom biyad ramah. Says the Klayakar, now we understand the two psukim. It's not like the first answer of two, the two different travels, but here it's talking about two different groups of travelers. When it says, they went out of Ramses without saying a name, It's they ran before. Now we understand our Pasik. Moshe wrote down the travels of Motsayhem, those that went out going to where they're going to, Apiashem, Zunasias Bene Yisrael. Bene Yisosha, Yisodem Eretzakadosha. That's why they always were looking towards Eretz Yisrael. They were always looking away, except during the times of the Miraglim. But uh, besides that point, they were looking away from Mitzrayim. They didn't want to go back. Umagamas peneim l'maseihem l'avol la'aretz asher nishma Hashem l'avosam. Avol ha'erev rav, ahayu makorim b'mitzrayim, but the erev rav, whose roots were in Egypt, below yatsu al piyashem. They didn't go out al piyashem, ki mocha midaito otziyam. 
It doesn't say Api Hashem because it wasn't Api Hashem. No Marbahem ve'elam asiyam lemotzayhem. They had the opposite direction in mind. Kitamid hayalem chayfetz v'ratzon lashuv lemitzrayim lemakoram. They always wanted to go back to their source. V'zerok chutra la'avira a'ikrakai. The Gemara says, the Medrash says, if you throw a stick to the air, it always comes down on its ikra, where it's from, on its ikar, on its base. That's the mushal given. People always go back to, they're always comfortable where they're, the source is. Many times you go back to the, to the neighborhood where one grows up in. There's a certain, uh, type of, of, uh, inner feeling that one gets because that's, that's the roots. Somebody's roots, there's always a warm, generally, there's always a warm feeling for it. So it says the Klayakar Pshanam 2. It's talking about two different people. Motzayel and Masayem, which were Alpi Hashem. And Masayel and Masayem, which were not Alpi Hashem, it was Alpi Moshe, and the Kavosh wasn't interested. Answer number two. Finally, we have answer number three. So we have, what we have so far? We had two different types of travelings. We had two different types of populations traveling. And now the third shot, as we will have right now. Pirish Lishi, let's say it and then we'll categorize it. Had the Jews not sinned, then they would have gone straight into Eretz Yisrael. The Pesach is telling us the dream, the plan, the goal, and then the Lamaisa, what happened. What was the plan? Moshe wrote, Motzeyem l'masehem, ki min yitziyah rishonah lo hayalem od yitziyah mimakom chanaya. There was no other place to go out from. Ki ratza Hashem lisa usam al kanfei nesharim l'aretz miyad. That was HaKadosh Baruch Hu's plan. V'yal yidei shakilkalu. But because we we messed up, chutzrach lichtov eila masayem l'motzeyem. Let me explain exactly what happened. Shenasu amakamoshe sofam lachzor v'latzeis misham v'lios mitul to be masalamasa. We went out, but we went to places that we went out from, back and forth, and traveling. V'zeh adav lohaya pi Hashem kilochafes Hashem ba'ela. So the first half of the pasuk is the plan. What Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted. Moshe wrote it as mazel masayim pi Hashem. But really, Lamaisa, what happened because of our sins? The ela masayim lamosayim. We didn't show our true colors. To Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore we had to be mitultal in the desert for so many years. So that's the klayakar, three different shatim to pasik to pasik gimel. Okay, moving right along. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Paraglam and hey, pasik yud aleph. So we're going to spend a little time on. Well, we go through paraglam and gimel is all about the masos. We're not going to do any more related to the masos now, and then we have the the borders. Moshe Rabbeinu is told, go into Eretz Yisrael. The mocker for the midst of Yishev Eretz Yisrael is here according to the Ramban. We discussed that last year. Vahorashem is called Yoshe Eretz Mibnechem. The Pasuk Lamed Dalid. Then we have the borders of Eretz Yisrael discussed. And then to see him, Perak Lamed Hay. Perak Lamed Hay. Vayidabar Hashem on Moshe Barvos Moav Ayyodin Yerichol Lemar. Hashem says to Moshe, Ori Levim. Tzavis B'nai Yisrael V'nasnu L'alviyim Minachalas Achuzasam Arim L'Sheves Give the Levim cities. They're not going to get portions in Eretz Yisrael. Yeshua bin Nun is not going to apportion them a chilek. They get special cities. And there are all these special halachas, Mrs. Asay, that have to do with their cities. Where are the fields and where are the trees and where do you have to leave open and how many amas and a thousand amas here and two thousand amas there. We have all the details of the 
uh, cities of the Levium. And then in Pasuk Vav, another detail of the Ari Levium is told to us. After five psukim, describing that there are going to be Levite cities and how they're supposed to look, and then Pasuk Vav, Six of the 48 cities of the Levium will be Are Miklat, cities of refuge for those who kill. Or, and what the Chazal say, obviously, Bishogate. And along with them, with them, give another 42 cities. So all together, the Torah does the math for us. 48 cities. Right, so give uh, a proper ratio of cities from each of the Shvatim. The Shvatim with the larger portions in Eretz Yisrael have to give more, and the ones with smaller portions give less. Okay, so that is what is told us to us here, that the Levium will have, part of the Levium's, the, our Levium's job will be to be an Eretz Miklet. Then afterwards, we go through, we go through the Halachas of, an, of uh, somebody who kills Bashoge. Okay, says the Rabbeinu Bachai, we're going to have three ideas, three ideas related to the Arei the Levium and the Ari Miklet. First idea number one, Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar. Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says, source number two, V'nas shamar otzeach ma'ken nefesh b'shgaga. Right? Somebody who kills by accident will run to those cities. Avaleinu chayiv misa. Kivin shalah harga b'meisid. But he's not chayiv misa if he didn't kill it on purpose. Even if they were no edim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows. How does HaKadosh Baruch Hu know? What's the message of a rotzeach b'shogeg not being killed? V'hadina ze yoreh Shehalev Iker Ha'adam. Says Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, this teaches me the heart is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is interested in. Obviously, we have to do mitzvahs. Obviously, we can't do Averis. But such a crucial element in our lives is the panemius of what's behind it. It's not just about going through the motions. And it's not just about not doing what Hashem does not want me to do. Right? It's about doing it with a lave. Doing it because I appreciate it. Kodesh Baruch Hu gives me everything. The Iker Kol HaMitzvos V'Kol HaAveros. The Lev is the Iker of all Mitzvos and Averos. Tells us one of the great Rishonim. V'Yalkein Hu Nanash B'Golos V'Lo B'Misa. And that's why somebody who kills B'Shoke goes to Golos. L'Fisha Lo Haya Libo B'Haskam HaSaretzicha. Because his heart wasn't in with it. V'Ein Chiv HaOnish B'Misa Achiyu HaGuf the only time when there's a chi of misa is if where the heart and the body are one. Haguf so the body with carrying it out, v'halev so and the heart with the motivation and what was behind it. Since they weren't together, the heart and the mind, so he goes to Galus and he doesn't get killed. Says the Rabbeinu Bachai. Very poignantly, the chain le'inyan mitzvus hakol talui believe. So do with mitzvus. What happens if I do a mitzvah b'shogeg? It's also not a real right. Just like, oh, come on, he didn't kill. Right? We're saying, what, what, what's his whole point? Of course, we're not going to kill him because he only did a b'shogeg. Of course, he's not going to get punished. So let's just flip that on the other side. If we do a mitzvah b'shogeg, what's a mitzvah b'shogeg? A mitzvah without thinking. A mitzvah because we just did the act, but our life wasn't into it. Then we might rethink our question of what we just said. How could you give him credit for that? His heart wasn't into it. It was so pushed the other way. This is a very scary Rabbeinu Bachai. 
Should be a scary but inspiring Rabbi Nabachai. All mitzvahs are called totally believe. Shim asa mitzvah. Volonis kavin ba belibala sosa l'shem shamayim. If I do a mitzvah, but I'm, I'm totally not into it. I'm not focusing on it. Ain't I bench without focusing on. How many times do we bench without focusing? Ain't lo scharmizeh. It's like we're doing a, an avera like b'shogeg. We're doing a mitzvah b'shogeg. She it's tarecha adam she is kavain b'mitzvahs lasos l'shem shemayim. We have to do our best. Okay, there's an idea of mitzvahs trichas kavana and trichas kavana, but in the ultimate sense, what's our schar going to be? What's it? Is it nechshav the mitzvah? So just like we all readily understand that somebody who killed b'shogeg should not be killed, so the logical extension of that is somebody who does a mitzvah b'shogeg maybe should not get the full credit of the mitzvah. That's Rabbeinu Bachai. And he says, that's what David HaMelech tells us. I lift up my hands to the mitzvahs. What do you mean, I lift, what, are you, what are you lifting up your hands to the mitzvahs for? What does lifting up hands always reflect? When the, the picture of a Jew davening is with his hands up to Shamayim. We're not going to get to the halachic issues of, of how you're supposed to hold your hands during Shmon Esrei. But the, the picture that everybody, that we all have, Uplifted hands. Can you check us up? Nisalov avinu al kapoyim. Yomur ba medrash. Okay, v'chulu the medrash continues. That's Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar. Comes to averus. It comes to mitzvahs. Rachmana liba boy. Kodesh Baruch Hu is interested in our heart. Just give one other example that we have. Kodesh Baruch Hu interested in the heart. The Mara that many of us are familiar with. The Gemara in Yuma Daflamet Hey. Tan Rabbanan. Aniva Ashir v'Rasha Ba'oladin. Some time period in history, a poor person, a rich person, and a wicked person all come to judgment. To the poor person, he is asked, Why weren't you Osik Batorah? I had to make a living, I couldn't have it upon I couldn't do it. I had no time. Were you more poor than Hillel? Every day he made a little coin. He made a tiny little bit. How much did he make? He made hardly anything and he gave half of it away because he wanted to go learn. That was tuition in those days. Half a tarpeik. One day, he didn't even make that. And the bouncer outside the base didn't let him in. Didn't let him in. It wasn't like the Gemara and Brachas Chavches after Rabbi Gamliel was removed and they opened up all the doors. They didn't let him in. So what did he do? Okay, I'm Potter, I'll go home and go to sleep. He went up onto the skylight of the yeshiva. So that he could hear the words of the Elohim Chayim. And let's think for a moment. It probably was not that audible. It probably wasn't the most... Um, the acoustics probably weren't the best. They didn't have microphones in those days. It wasn't like he heard Shmai enough time clearly. Maybe he got some. And yet he went up there. And it was a Friday afternoon, which shows that they were had they learned on a Friday afternoon too. And it was Teves, It was the winter. The and snow came down from heaven. Doesn't snow always come down from heaven? Where else does snow come down from? 
Emphasis being, Minash Shamayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, was giving him a greater challenge. Minash Shamayim. Kisha Allah Murashachar, and when the dawn came, the dawn, they were still in the base Medrash at dawn. Or maybe they came at dawn to learn. Every line of the story teaches you something. Right? It was Minashamayim. And it was Arab Shabbos. And it was Shamashamayim. And it was Alamada Shachar. Every day the base Medrash is lit. And today it's dark. Shema Yom Hamunanhu. Maybe it's cloudy. They looked up in the window. They saw a picture of a person in the window. They saw a demus. They found on him three amos of shelag. Take that literally or not, six to eight, uh, six to eight feet of snow. They separated him. They washed him off. They warmed him up. They put him next to the fire. Amru Ra'izel Khalaf is a Shabbos. It's Khal Shabbos to do all those things. Right? Because it was Shabbos. But his life was in danger and this was Hillel. So again we ask, did Hillel was did Hillel have a Khiv at that moment to do to, to learn Torah? Did he even hear too much? Rahman Alibaboy. Rahman, the Torah is interested in our hearts, and Hillel had the tremendous heart, and nothing stopped him from learning. Hillel is Machai of the Aniyim. The Gemara continues, I didn't give it to you, you can look there, Lamed Hay, in Yuma, that another one of the Tanah is Machai of the Ashirim, and others are Machai of the Rishayim, the Chulu. That is all, idea number one on Ari Miklat, Rabbeinu Bachai, is all about the Leif. Idea number two, out of three. Idea number two is a discussion in the Ramban. It's based on the Gemara. The Gemara says, based on the Psukim. The Psukim tell us, Torah tells us in Paraglamet Hey, Pasik Yud Dalid, a Shalosh Harim Titnu Meberla Yardain, a Shalosh Harim Titnu Bereskanan, Ari Miklat Tihiyana. So there will be six Ari Miklat that will be in use. The question that is asked, Chazal already pointed out, Rashi quotes it, the Afalpi, I gave it the beginning of source number four, rather Ramban quotes Rashi, the Afalpi Sheb Eretz Kanaan, Tisha Hamatos, Vakan Enem Elashnaim. Why is it that there are three Ari Miklat on the east side of the Yardane, there are three Ari Miklat on the west side of the Yardane, and there are many, many more Shvatim on the west side than on the east side? So why do they have the same number of, of uh, Ari Miklat? So Chazal asked this, this is according from Gemara and Makkas, Hishva Minyan Ari Miklat Shalahem Ki Begilad Nefishi Rotschim. Because on the east side of the Yardane, there were many, many murderers. Dechsev Gilad Kiryat Pa'aleon Akuva Midam. Lashon Rashi. So, there were a lot more murderers there, so you needed more Ari Miklat. Kasha asked the Ramban, simple question, if there were more murderers, we're not talking about murderers b'mezid here, we're talking about murderers b'shogeg. So there were more murderers b'shogeg in one place, why should that be? It was all b'shogeg. The Afalpisha'ina Miklat Ella b'shogegin, even Ari Miklat are for shogegin, says the Ramban, three answers. The Ramban's going to have three ideas, and then we're going to have one from the Maharal. The Ramban obviously is bothered by this. That's why he has to give us three answers. There were murderers b'mezid. But they pretended as if they were b'shogeg. That's why there were more people. There weren't more people who killed b'shogeg. There were more people who said that they killed b'shogeg. And therefore there had to be Ari Miklat to hold all of them. 
Mihamazid. Because you don't know who's the Mazid. Remember, the Gemara says right after somebody kills, they gotta run there. And it's not the best to figure out if it was Mazid, it was Shogakes, even Mazidim used to run there. So they needed a place to stay in the interim. So that's why you needed even the Mazids, uh, since the Mazids were there, you needed even more Ari Miklat. And based on this, if this is true, then Akadish Baruch knew this was going to happen, and that's why he was Mitzav al Shema Asid, because he knew this was going to take place. Al-Derech v'kam ha'amazev as the Pazik says later on in the Torah, where Kaddish Baruch Hu forecast that we will do Avodah Zarah. Number one. That was number one because of the fakers. A little difficult that I, where we would uh, have to try to cater our, our Ari Mikla to the, to the fakers, even though it's not really to the fakers. You might say that the fakers might get in there first and the real ones won't have enough room. Okay, number one. Oshayomru, number two, or maybe... The second answer is Shahaya Avir Gilad Eretz Gilad Megadelos Rotschim. A kabbalistic idea, or at least a idea that's a metaphysical. It's a, there, there's more Rotschim there, even Bishogeg, even Bishogeg. We'll get back to that idea really in the third one, as we'll see. Let's skip down to line ten. Veulai Baare Hamoada Riba Hashem Beiber Ayardin Lechvod Moshe Sheyabdil Hu Chetzion. Maybe another idea is that we want to get Moshe Rabbeinu Kavid. Let him at least do half of them. We know Yeshua Benun did the other three, and we know Moshe did three, even though they weren't going to be collate yet because he wanted to do whatever part of the mitzvah he could do. So maybe Lechvon Moshe, they were doing, he wanted him to do at least half the job. Or number three, says the Ramban, the most pushed answer he thinks, again, not because he had the fakers, not because it was Magadelis Rotzchim, uh, not because. Number three, that it was the covet, but of a four, there were really four by the Ramban. It was a very large property. Two great Amorite kings, that the Psukim talk about. So it was a very huge, very large geographical area. And if that's true, that's why you needed more, the, more Ari Miklat, even though there was only two and a half Shvatim. Right, it went the whole way down, parallel to Eretz Yisrael. Various answers given by the Rampan. But what we're going to focus on is the answer of the Maharal in the Gur Aryeh. Right there, he quotes the Ramban, a couple of answers, and then says the Maharal on line 7 in the Maharal. Avonirali. I only have the uh, the the old Maharal with the small letters. I don't have the new Rav Hartman one, so I have to use this one. Avonirali. Ki calls shogeg hayulo lios nizhar shelo yaharok. When somebody kills b'shogeg, we still hold him at fault somewhat. We don't put him to death, as we said before, like Rabbi Nachman, but we hold him accountable. And that's why he at least goes to Gullus. Because if he wasn't accountable at all, why should he go to Gullus in the first place? What did he do? Like the case of the axe, where the head flies off. If he would have focused more on the sanctity of life, he would have taken precautions that he wouldn't even have come to a situation of killing Bishogek. What does that mean? Chazal say, oh, they have murderers there. It means b'mezid. They had more mazed murderers. But what does that mean? People then became desensitized to murder and to the value of life. 
And because there were murder, more murderers b'mezid, their memela was more murderers b'shogeg. Osam shehem mezidin, o memela lo tipsa echad mehem afatovim shebahem, shohaya nizah shelo yarek haver b'shogeg. Lefichach, kemosh et tipsa harbim mezidin, shehargeb amezid, just like you find mezids, mikol shekein shehaya yoseh harbim shogegin, shein is harm shelo yalal yadav shvichas damim. They lost the, 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 the focus and the sanctity on every moment. Lefichach, they were, they were, they were mushpah, from the Rotschim, B'mezid, L'fichach ha'yitzarach l'habi ari miklat. That's why they needed a lot of ari miklat. Because there became a certain attitude of of laxness, they wouldn't have to take precautions. Rav Palm quotes this Maharal in his Sefer, in the Sefer they put out from Rav Palm on Chumash, and he quoted, this serves as a powerful illustration of the corrosive effects that witnessing violent acts has in society. There are all these studies done about when television came out, when the television first started and the movies first started, a lot more crime, a lot more violence because people saw it. It became part of them. It affected them. We're affected by what we see and what's around us. When people are exposed to news reports and pictures of violence and dead bodies, it desensitizes them to the horrors of death and suffering. This leads to carelessness in protecting human life and a lack of sufficient precautions necessary to avoid causing even accidental harm. That's the morale. If we see something, it goes into us. Why is it that, you know, that, and the more, the more there is, the more people are interested in it. Why is it that every, every, every show, every movie, every, everything, right, has to have violence, it has to have certain things in it, because that's what, that's what people are looking for, and that's the type of society we live in. When people, once people see it, society co- copies and mirrors that. That's this morale. There were more Ritzicha Bishogegs because there were more Ritzicha Bemezits. Rav Palm continues, a violent, saturated society has many ripple effects by driving, and he quotes, that we don't, we don't care about life as much by driving over the speed limit without seat belts. People risk their own lives as well as the lives of innocent passengers and bystanders. It's not only the callous disregard of the law or impatience, it's a lack of appreciation of the terrible long-term consequences and fearful suffering caused by an accident. If the value of human life would be sacrosanct, People would avoid taking chances with the lives of others. We're just, we're just, it's not, it doesn't affect us. Then he talks about Rahman al-Islam. We hear of a, of a, of a, of a, of a terrorist attack. You know, we hear, oh, only certain amount of people injured. Only certain amount of people lost their lives. So we're like, oh, okay, Baruch Hashem. It was, but everyone, our first reaction has to be Baruch Dayana Emes on one. Says the Maharal, but it all comes from the society that is around us and the violence that we see around us. That's the Maharal. Nefishi Rotschim, they're mazids. But that also leads to shogigs. Number two. Finally, third idea related to Are Miklat. Again, number one was the Rabbeinu Bachai. Number two was the Ramban and the Gur Aryeh. And number three is right now. Number three is just a question that is asked by the Achronim, not based on the, the Rishonim, asked the last two questions, Rabbeinu Bachai and the Ramban. The Achronim asked the following question, and that is the Gemara Makis tells us, on Dafyad Aleph, I gave it to you, source number seven, that as we know, the person who killed Bashogi goes to a near Miklat until the Kohen Gadol dies. Until the Kohen Gadol dies. What happens if the Kohen Gadol, what, why does he have to wait till the Kohen Gadol dies? Because the Gemara says the Kohen Gadol should have, the Mishnah says, the Kohen Gadol should have davened for that nobody should be killed by accident. Okay, that's one interesting point. That's why the mothers of the of the Kohen Gadolim used to bring care packages to the Ari Miklat so that the Rotschim B'Shogig would not daven that their son should die. Good. But the Gemara even has a, of a more startling statement. And that is, even if their Kohen Gadol wasn't Kohen Gadol, 
when the person killed, maybe he should have davened, and he was appointed afterwards, he should have davened that the gemardin of this individual should have been lizchus. Should have been lizchus. What does the Gemara say in Source 7? My Havel Elamevid, Hoyelovakish Rachamim, Sheyigmar Dino Lizchus, Velobikesh. He didn't dive in hard enough that this guy, this defendant, should have had a Gemar Din Lizchus. That's called the Achronim. What is this supposed to mean? He's supposed to dive in that there should be a perversion of justice? He's supposed to dive in that the Dayonim should mess up and, and not paskin correctly? And this is a murderer Bishogig and he should get off instead of going to Ir Miklat? How are we supposed to understand this? I just gave you a summary of a couple of opinions in source number eight. The Achronim deal with this question, um, and this is from the Biuri Hadaf, one of the uh, the Sikum Svarim on on um, on various Masechtas. It goes through the Daf Yomi, so it's it's up through to Chula now. So in the Biuri Hadaf, it quotes a number of answers. It quotes a number of answers. It says maybe answer number one is remember this is a guy who killed Bishogeg. So it's not amazing that we have to punish him and, and he's, a, he's a menace to society. Okay, maybe if you say that, connect to the Rav Pomfort that we just said. But separately, he's a, a Bishogeg. So says the Tshuva Me'ava, maybe what we want the Kohen Gadot to do is to daven really hard. How should he be exonerated? Not a perversion of justice. But, Sha'adinu B'dini Nefashis, as we know, what's the halacha B'dini Nefashis? Shem kulan onim l'chiyuv zakaihu. Gemara in the first parak of Meseches, a Sanhedrin. If all the Dayanim say he's Chayiv, he gets off his potter. Why? Okay, Xeris HaKasif. Xeris HaKasif. Maybe out, there has to be some type of schus, but let's say it's Xeris HaKasif, for whatever reason. But maybe that's what the Kohen Gadol should have, should have davened for. That they all should be Machayiv. And then he would have gotten off. Okay, that's one answer. Again, not davening for a perversion of justice. Just davening, having to have Rachmanis on this person. Remember, he has to leave. He killed Bashogi. He has to leave his family possibly for, you know, 50 years, whatever it is. Whatever the, uh, right, we don't know how long the Kohen Gadol might be young. The Kohen Gadol might be old. Who knows how, the, how uh, young old the Kohen Gadol is. But uh, he, it's, uh, sometimes it might be a Rachmanis. The yeshiva has to go with him, and the and his rebbe has to go with him. Maglin Rabo Imo. Either way, that is the first answer of the Shuvah Meava to daven for Achmanus, but that everybody should pass in Luchiv, and then it will be come out Lekula. Second answer, we'll just leave it with two. You can look at the other answers as well. Second answer given by the Aruch Laner is that Shaharei. I'm on line nine, eight or nine. Baruch Hu Mochel He should daven to Hakadosh Baruch Hu to be Mochel, to be Mochel, because this is uh, this is Beinato Machavero B'Shogeg. But especially if you say like a Rav Palm thought, it was a problem with his with his attitude about the sanctity of life. So it was really something against Hakadosh Baruch Hu also. So if Hakadosh Baruch Hu would have been mochel, lo ha yidnat nitzrach the kaparas golos, he wouldn't need the kapara of golos if Hakadosh Baruch Hu is mochel. And if that's true, there would have been siyata deshmaya, says the Aruch that the yonim would have been mezakeh. This is based on a Ramban and Parsha Shoftim, Elohim Nisa Badask, Elohim Nisa Badask, Elohim Nisa Badask Kel, Kodesh Baruch Hu is in, in every judgment case, and the Dayanim have a special Siat of the Shemite. True, Emistic Dayanim, Rachman al-Itzlan, there are, there are quack Dayanim also, there's no, there's no Siat of the Shemaya there. But in the Sanhedrin Agadol, and the greatest 71 rabbis of the generation, they had a special Siat of the Shemaya, and therefore, if Kodesh Baruch Hu would be Mochel, so then he wouldn't end up going to Galus. So Orach says, maybe that's, maybe that's what it means that it should have davened. Okay, either way, that's a, it's another idea. Okay, so we have three ideas related to Ari Miklat. Now we will have three ideas related to Pirek Lamed Hey, Pasuk Lamed Gimel. Lamed Hey, Lamed Gimel, something that we really have not spoken about too much, but it is a Midah that must be spoken about, says the Chafetz Chaim. 
Perak Lamed Hei, Pasuk Lamed Gimel. Pasuk says that when somebody kills on purpose, you have to kill him. Right? You're not allowed to take any substitute. You can't send them to Golis instead. Pasuk Lamed Aleph. Lo tichu kofer l'nefesh v'tzeach asher hu rasha l'amus. Kimos yumas. You can't take anything instead. V'lo tichu kofer l'nus alir m'klato. L'shuv l'eretz. You can't take money, kofer. You can't even send it to Golis. And then the pasik. Do not literally flatter. Chanufa. Don't flatter the lands that you are in. The blood is there. And the land will not give kapar for blood that is spilled in it, unless he spilled more blood. If he killed Bemezid, he's got to be killed. And don't impurify the land by letting the Rotschim Bemezid live. So we're going to have three ideas related to Hanifa. The first is the Chavetz Chaim. Again, this mid of flattery, as we'll see the evil nature of improper flattery. Says the Chavetz Chaim, the Medrash says, "Vosachnifu asharet ha'izer ezu ashara lachanifin." This is an ashara to those who flatter, those who inappropriately try to get on the good side of those in power. Says the Ramban, "Ki hizer mitchila shlonikach shochad berotzchem." First, it says we're not supposed to take bribery money. V'chazav v'hizer shlonachnif l'alam alos. We're not supposed to compliment them. Ol takfam v'kavu mishpachtam. Believe mekach shochad. Even if we don't take money. What exactly is Chanufa? What are examples of Chanufa? What about the evil aspects of Chanufa? Says the Chafetz Chaim. Right, this is the Chafetz Chaim al Torah. So it's quoting from the the, the psicha of the Chafetz Chaim uh, of Sefer Chafetz Chaim. Right, the, the Chafetz Chaim al Torah was not written by the Chafetz Chaim himself. It was it was taken from as many of his other svarim by Talmidim and put together into the Chafetz Chaim al Torah. And by uh, the publishers. So there he quotes the Chavetz Chaim in the Psicha to the Bermayim Chaim. In the Bermayim Chaim. V'am Rabbi Yehuda Bar-Abba. Dalet Kitos in Makabal and Panei The Gemara says that there are four groups that will not be Makabal the Panei Ashkina in the future. Kat Leitzim, the group of scoffers. Kat Chanefim, those who flatter. Kat Shakronim, those the liars. Kat Mesapir Lashon Hara. Machnef, our pasuk lo sachnifu lo satamu esaharetz v'chayev adam limser asmol the sakana v'yazi etas efsnaf shavon ashma kaze. Where do we have chanufa in our lives? Where do we show inappropriate chanufa? Uba abonu seinu arabim masuya davar says the chavetz chaim. It comes up in the world of lashon hara. Somebody is telling to, telling us something about so and so. What do we do? We smile and we and we 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 nod with approval. We nod and acquiesce. We agree through our body language. What are we doing that? Because we want to make the person who's talking uh, feel good. We don't want to say, oh, that's Lashon Hara. We even add some words. We want to get on the good side of the person who's talking. That's Chanufa. When, that's Chanufa, not even saying it, not just going over to somebody who doesn't deserve it and, and, uh, and being fawning in front of them. No! Put a knife to your mouth and he don't say a word. And the Gemara says in Sota, even by Agrivas HaMelech, Sota Me'alef, we know the story. Agrivas HaMelech was a king who shouldn't have been king. He was reading in the Torah and he got up to the Pasuk of, 
right? An Ishnachri is not allowed to be somebody like Agrippas wasn't allowed to be king. And Agrippas started crying. And what should the Chacham have said? We feel so bad. We feel so sorry. But you know what? You can't be king. That's just the way it is. That's the halacha. But what do they do? No, achinu No, you're our brother. It's okay. And because they showed Hanufa in appropriate ways, there were chayv kliya. Hanifa is whenever we show respect and covered for somebody who's inappropriate. This doesn't mean somebody who is a lowly person in Ani. That's obviously, if we don't show, if we don't give them cover, that's gaiva. Right? But it means in a, in a way like somebody's doing an Avera, somebody's doing something wrong. The Lekach Tov quotes an amazing story from the Beis HaLevi. Beis HaLevi was once, it, this, this is the story that the Lekach Tov quotes uh, and claims that this ran the Beis HaLevi out of one of his uh, one of his uh, shtelers. What happened? It was ten years, and the Beis HaLevi was a Rav in Slutsk. Tov Reishlam Adalad, I think that's 1874, the Erech, about that. And he left Slutsk. Slutsk. Why did he leave Slutsk? This is the story that is told over. There was a story that one of the rich people in the city was making a bar mitzvah. Making a bar mitzvah. And he wanted the, the, the posik ador, the gadol ador, to, uh, to come, maybe not the posik ador, but the gadol ador, to come over and be come to his bar mitzvah, so he sent him a fancy schmancy uh, wagon and a driver and a limousine, and he goes over, and the whole entourage comes to the Beis Alevi's house or hut or shack or whatever he lived in, and on line nine, he's the of Yosef Dove, and he goes out to see what's going on, what's all the hullabaloo, and he sees, oh well, what's going on? So the rich person says, "I'd like you to come to be my honored guest at the at my son's bar mitzvah." So the Rabbi Yosef Dove, the Beis Alevi, asks him. Knew what's the bar mitzvah boy giving a pshetel about? What's he? What's he's? What's his drasha about? Navocha gavir. The gavir all of a sudden was very confused, and he said, "Halo yodea, Rebbe. Hazmanim ishtanu. Hayoladim shel hayom lo darshim. Come on, Rabbi. Nowadays a bar mitzvah pshetel. Don't talk to the base Alevi about this. Reb Chaim, the base Alevi son, his bar mitzvah pshetel was about the connection between Nevela and Shreifa. So look, we have to remember who you're talking to." So the Beis HaLevi hears this from the guy, my son is not giving a Dvar Torah, and the Beis HaLevi says, I'm sorry, I'm not going. A Chagiga, a Bar Mitzvah party, where a Bar Mitzvah boy doesn't talk to every Torah. And this isn't Rahman al-Islam in a case where there's a, there's a boy who, who, fit, who does not have the kochos to do that. Kodesh Baruch didn't give him the kochos, Rahman al-Islam. This is about a boy who there's not interested in. Right, doesn't talk, he says, I'm not going. That's the Moshe of Leitzim, I'm not going. Beis HaLevi stood his ground. At that moment, Baoso Maimad, the story goes, there was a Jew, another Jew of Slutsk, and he was an Ani, but he was a nice guy, and he goes, and he was also making the bar mitzvah that night, and he was just, brought his son to go ask the Beis Alevi for a bracha. He didn't have the, he didn't have the goal to ask the Beis Alevi to come to his, to his son's bar mitzvah, whether he's gonna to come to my son's bar mitzvah, but once he saw what happened, he goes and says to the Beis Alevi, you know, maybe you want to join us, my son. You know, we're not having so much food and not so fancy, but he's giving it to our Torah and this is what he's darshaning about. Said the Beis Alevi, I'm going. That's a, that's a party of Divrei Torah. I'm going. And he leaves. And the Gvir was so embarrassed and the Gvir was so upset. He was embarrassed. He knew what he was, what he was getting himself into. He was, so, he was so upset that he goes back to all his Gvir friends and they make a, a covenant between them that no, and they, and they owned all the real estate in the town. And they made a covenant between them and they voted on it that nobody's allowed to rent the Beis Alevia house, an apartment. Nobody. And eventually they got everybody and the, 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 the um, Balabayas of where the Beis Alevi said went to him crying. The story continues. It's all here in source number 10 and source number uh, 11 going over. 
And the Baal says, what can I do? I'm forced. And the Beis HaLevi says, it's okay, it's not your fault, and he left Slutsk. The Beis HaLevi would not get, violate Hanufa. Right, this rich problem, I'm going to go just because? He says, he didn't do it. He stood on his principles, and he didn't move. That's the Chavetz Chaim. That's Hanufa. Number one. Three, two other ideas related to Hanufa. Amazing. One from Rav Moshe Feinstein, and one from the Shemanato. First from Rav Moshe. First from Rav Moshe. What does it mean, ki adam hu yachnif es ha'aretz? What does the aretz have to do with it? Says Rav Moshe, tzorach lahavin, pi alash, pirish alash and yachnif. What exactly is yachnif? Shalachorin neshech lepirish chanifa shabachol makom. Anachalani es daiti, says Rav Moshe. The context here is murder. Dafka, don't show chanufa to a murderer. So you could also say Ramosha is answering that question. Why Dafka in this context? There are many Averis that we have to put people to death. Dafka here says Ramosha. Every civilization is machped about murderers. Right? Every country in the world doesn't let murderers go free. But there, though, is a big difference between the kpeda of the other nations and the Isra of Ritzicha in the Torah. Why are many nations and countries against murder? Because society can't function that way. Like it says in Perkiyavos, there was no government, there was murder rampant. Let's say if there would be a situation where a country decides that this person is ruining society, then they kill him, because that's a case where murder helps society, and it doesn't hurt society. That's why there are wars in the world. Because one country feels that the other one doesn't have, a, doesn't have the right to exist. And they, they, they defend themselves. What I do wrong? And also, if this is the attitude, that murder is always only wrong because it's a yeshiv, it's a tikkun ha'olam idea, and therefore if it's tikkun ha'olam to kill, then I'll kill. So then obviously, any every moment of life, you don't have that whole idea of the of the infinite value of every moment of life. Or somebody elderly, somebody infirm. Somebody's older, the rofim aren't as, as, as careful. But that's not the Isra Ritzich in the Torah. Isra Ritzich in the Torah is Misad Chashiva Sa'adam. It's the person, it's not the land. Even if the land has nothing to do with the land, there's nothing productive that's going to come out of giving this person an extra week of life or an extra minute of life. You're still not allowed to kill him. The same Isser. The Aflashota, even if somebody who doesn't, who's not, not mentally stable, not a Barchayub at all. Aflachayisha, Yeshno Oso, Ha'isra Asmo, the same exact Isra of Lotzirzach is killing the greatest Sadik and killing the, the, the Shota. Umutter Bishwil Zalachal Shabbos, give me Machal Shabbos to save the life. So now we read the Pasik. Ki Adam Hu Yachnef Es Ha'aretz. Because leaving him alive, having the Aretz as the ultimate goal, that's not what Ritzich is about in the Jewish, in Jewish law. In Jewish law, Ritzich is about the person. Ritzich is about the infinite value of life. He is being machnif. He's flattering. And he's keeping as the highest value the land, not the person. If somebody has this attitude that it's not murder per se that is wrong, but it's just the world 
and what the world deems fit, then you have what's called in the medical world the slippery slope, and then the halachic world. In the Encyclopedia of Medical Ethics, Dr. Steinberg's uh, Svarim, which was translated by my father into English, so in Source 13, he talks about this, and he says, to sacrifice the value of human life in favor of quality of life, when the latter term cannot be precisely defined, raises serious concerns about a slippery slope. When we have murder, and the ultimate purpose of preventing it is because of the arets and not because of the gavra that could have terrible consequences. And two exa- vivid historical examples are quoted. In the distance past, Plato stated that people with limited mental or physical capacity should not be allowed to live because they are a burden on society. Rahman al-Islan. This philosophy was accepted fully in practice in Spartan Greece. In the far past. And if we think it didn't happen recently... The second example is the killing by the Nazis of social misfits, including defective children, mentally retarded, the psychotic, Jews, because Jews aren't humans. That was the first step of getting rid of the Jews, dehumanizing them. Limited euthanasia was already practiced in Germany even before the Nazis came to power. The attempted cleansing of the Aryan race by Hitler, Yamach Shemov Zichro, is well known, as is the active participation by German physicians in this euthanasia program. That's ki adamu Moshe Ritzicha. We don't take kofar for Ritzicha. We don't let him, because that's Hanifa to the Aretz. And finally, a third idea. Related to Hanufa. Fascinating relating to our society, and that's from the Shemanatov, Rabbi Weinberger. Rabbi Bernard Weinberger, again, does it for us. Says the Shemanatov, So first of all, he says, I heard in the name of Ramosha Sorem Shat, so we saw that Pshat, that was in Surah number 12, but now he comes up with another Pshat based on a current event. I don't know what year this was, but he quotes line 6, The Torah Written by Akadish Baruch Hu, gives us an insight. Look at this. Apimashi Hisrachish Kais Beir Pittsburgh. Story that happened in Pittsburgh, Shaba America. Because just in case somebody reads this in 300 years from now and they don't know what America is in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Shaba America. Sherofe Echad Himsilasos Hashtalas Halev Lacholem Od Musukan. A certain doctor was able to perform a heart transplant. Very dangerous patient. She somebody who had to live on a respirator. The kof. He took a heart of a monkey. Unbelievable, unbelievable that he took a monkey heart. He put it in. And the patient's doing well. At least at that time. I don't know what happened, but at the, at that time. But you know what was happening in Pittsburgh? It's a democracy. And therefore what? On the other side of the street, there were animal rights protesters. How could you kill the monkey? How could you take the heart from this poor monkey? So what? Let the person die. Let the monkey live. That's what the animal rights... Why? Why is a person better than a monkey? Same exact equal equal rights. Who would believe? Who would believe there will be such a people? Yes, of course, we believe in Sarbalachayim. But if you could save a person's life and you have to kill an animal to save a person's life, who would say not to do that? Who would say not to do that? 
It's people who have Rachmanis on this monkey, but it's Rachmanis to letting this person die. Similarly, he says, and we'll get back to the Pasik. He said there were certain scientists that he saw in a study. There was a certain type of tree that's found in northwestern America, in Medina, Oregon. There was some type of possible cure for certain types of cancer in a certain tree in Oregon. That they have Drachman al-Islan. Uka'is Rom bin Isa Shemurapeh. And they use it and they see that there's some type, it has some, some, uh, some effects. Although Kalapakha knows that Chayeshal, Kamashanim, it gives at least temporarily. And all of a sudden, there were people from Chach Shomer Malateva. Those who are into the forest, the green people. How can you destroy the forests? You have to let the forests live. And let the person Rachman al-Islan has this terrible sickness not get the medicine. Says, says Rabbi Weinberger, says the Atov, read the Pasik. Yachnif es haaretz. With Dafnidun Chanufa to the land, to the trees. Pshuto kemashmo. The Pasik tells us. The Imkain line 23. That's Chanufa. That's where Kalitas, Rav Moshe and uh, Shemana Tov aren't mutually exclusive. But they're different points and you can take the Pasuk, Mamish, literally. Okay. One final point. One final point for the evening and that's the last couple of Sukkim. The last uh, section in Sefer Bamidvar. We have a... Review, not a review, just a uh, coming on the stage again, but no Slavchad. Which we last saw in Parshas Masay. They come back to, but to, they got, last we saw in Parshas Pinchas, now they come back to Parshas Masay. The Mishkan Betzalel focuses on two Psukim. Pasuk Hay and Pasuk Vav. What exactly is Moshe Rabbeinu telling Beno Slavchad? Vayitzav Moshe is B'nai Yisrael, Api Hashem Leimar. Moshe tells B'nai Yisrael, Kain Mate B'nai Yosef Dovrim. They are correct. So Pazak, hey, they're right. Okay, they're right. So what are you supposed to do? Zadavar Shasiva Hashem. This is what Hashem told uh, me. To say over. They can marry whoever they want. Next pas- next phrase. But only to their Shavit. They should take husbands. Yes, the Mishkan Betzalo. How do you read Pasuk Vav? They can take anyone, anybody they want. What does that mean? Only within their shavit? It doesn't sound that it. Like it says, And then it says the only should stay in their shavit. Question one. Question two, what's the Lemur? They're talking to B'nai Yisrael. B'nai Yisrael there. Lemur usually means to say over to somebody else. So what does the Pasuk mean? What's the change and what's the Lemur? What exactly is the message here? And there are a couple of other questions that you can read, but we'll read here with Basal Bedinsky, the Mishkan Basal, source 15, last page, line 24. I have through Sefer Bamidbar. Last I checked, Sefer Dvarim did not come out yet. If anybody has Sefer Dvarim, can let me know. But uh, I only know of uh, Barisha through Bamidbar. Vahanira. Demavur kan lekach nifla. There's an amazing message here embedded in these Pesukim of Bano Slavchad. Vuhu be'em es balem Yerusha Zavos. 
The Gemara Babasra tells us, you know what these Psukim are telling us? And then we'll learn the message. Really, the issue of, the halacha of, only marrying within a shevet was only first generation. Later generations, obviously, you can marry out. Once the nachlas had time to stabilize, so then any good buddy can marry whoever they want. And the Gemara says in Mabasar Kufchaf, line 29, Migrat the Bedoslachot can marry anybody they wanted. What does the second half of the phrase mean? The Torah gives them advice. The Torah says that's an Eitzatova, that they should marry within, but they didn't have to. The Chashvani says with the Mishka B'Tzalah now. Let me explain all the questions. What does it mean that they were allowed to marry whoever they wanted and then they only marry within their Shevet? Within their Shevet was what all of the other Shvatim were doing. That's what all the other Shvatim were doing. And they already had their portions. So there was no worry about them. But everybody else was doing that. So what did they choose to do? Sheba MS line 36. And this is the general uh, vart of the evening that can be used in many ways. There are two ways to influence. Two ways to influence. If anybody says, speak out of Simcha, right, this is it. This family is one that influences. There are two ways that education and influence can be, can be achieved. Parent to child, uh, Rebbe to student, friend to friend. Number one is through teaching through texts. What he calls Teaching them Torah content. That's that's great, but it's not the best. The best way of teaching, obviously, as you could have guessed, is by example. That you could follow by modeling one's behavior after. See me. And become sanctified. As other Bali Musr say, You see what I'm talking about. I could say it till I'm blue in the face, but if I don't act that way, it's not going to have an effect as much. So you have to teach the content and through actions. Today is teaching by example. And that's why in Sefer Shmuel, Shmuel was called the Ro'eh. Why? Because in those days you saw the Nevi'im, and that's how the Hashba came. Line 7, line 8. So when the Medos Lafad came, and they wanted the their Chelek, and the Baruch was Maskim, and the Kodesh Baruch Hu says, no, but you know what? You can marry whoever you want. They said, no, no, no. That's not a way that we can be mashpi on the rest of Kal Yisrael. We have to lead by example. And leading by example is exactly what they have to do, and that is to only marry within their shevet. So the Pazik is, that's their command, maker adin. But they ended up doing what they thought would be the best way in terms of teaching. And that's the lemor. Lemor is that they would teach others. And that's what we have to realize as parents. That's what we have to realize as teachers, as friends, as neighbors, as people in shul, with our with other shulmates. 
we have to teach by example. Not just to teach through content, but as we continue through this period of the three weeks and we really want to have an effect on ourselves, on our family, on all those around us, we have to make sure that we teach both in the Torah Shebech way and in the Torah Shebech way. Okay, we'll stop here.